Welcome to another episode of Mama Earth Talk. I'm your host, Maris Canal. Realizing just how much waste we generate on a daily basis, I've set a personal goal not only to reduce, reuse, and recycle, but to also educate the world about sustainability and how each of us can help preserve our beautiful planet. Thanks for listening. Let's dig in. Hello, crazy birds, and welcome to another episode of the Mama Earth Talk podcast. I'm so happy to have you guys here and just want to take a moment to just say thank you so much for consistently tuning in every single week and listening to this episode. It honestly means the world to me. For this episode, I just want to give a heads up. Our amazing guest, who I am going to introduce to you in a bit, they are located on an amazing, beautiful island. Sometimes the internet signal there is not as great because they still have a satellite that they use. So please bear with us. There's a few moments where the signal was... Well, okay, not great, but good. So yeah, just hang in there. It's only a few few moments, but it's such an amazing opportunity to actually speak to these amazing, amazing guests. And I, I just can't emphasize that enough. Their products has been phenomenal. They've been part of my like zero waste journey for some time. So yeah, I just want to give you a heads up on that. And also the other heads up is if you hear... A little bit of snoring. No one was sleeping during the interview except our little Frenchie Piper that (laughs) kind of settled her in close to me while I was recording. So you might hear a little snore. So that is just her. Anyway, for today's episode, we had two amazing guests. Like they are the founders of Kushu which is a Vancouver-based company that is dedicated to working with ethical and sustainable suppliers to make beautiful organic products that work for you. They are also committed to using earth-friendly materials, transparency in their supply chain, and fair trade production. Now, during this episode, we had a look at what exactly is Kushu, why it was so important for them to actually create the first zero waste hair tie, as well as what it takes to create a closed loop product that is doing good for us, the people that created, as well as for Mama Earth. Crazy birds, without any further ado, I would like to welcome Rachel Evans and Jesse Schiller. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Super happy to be here. You're most welcome. Like kind of how did your sustainable journey actually start? Well, we'll do we'll do the uh, an abridged version. Um, <laughs> so Rachel and I are husband and wife about 10 no more than 10 years ago, uh, 13 years ago now. We left our kind of corporate-ish jobs. I was in international sales. Rachel is a designer by trade. And we just, we, we weren't quite ready to settle down. And so we pooled all of our savings and, and uh, went to Asia and just traveled overland for a year on kind of bare minimum of what we could get away with. And on that journey, we went off the beaten track kind of a few different times. That was the, the beauty of not having an itinerary. There was one really kind of poignant moment for us. We, you know, that's clear in, in retrospect, but wasn't so much at the moment. We ended up in Borneo, in this very industrial city in Indonesian Borneo, we were kind of taken under the wing of a local who owned a recycling plant. And he's like, you know, so few people from Canada where we came from that ever come here. I would love to show you around my city. And so he kind of gave us a little bit of a glimpse of what he's trying to do in the recycling world there. But what he made so clear is that this was probably the most polluted city Rachel and I had ever been to in our lives. The waterways were, were, you know, extremely dirty and, and polluted. And, and he said basically that so much of the pollution that is happening here is, is, is happening because we are trying to make products for Western consumption. 
And it was just a really good kind of behind the, the looking glass moment where we could kind of see firsthand really literally what the, the repercussions of our kind of insatiable appetite for consuming was back home where you don't get to see kind of the origins of your products. And especially in Borneo where they're just deforesting jungle oh um, kilometer after kilometer to make room for palm plantations, rubber plantations. And, and it was the total antithesis of why we were there. That was really the seed for this entire journey. And um, we came away, we, we, you know, we traveled together in close confines for a year and, you know, we love each other's company and decided we'd love to work together and try to combine our skills. And before we even had a product, we just knew that we wanted to just do something in the world that, that could just do a little bit better, do a little bit of good. And, and ideally, I think highlight that you can still consume goods in the world without, without the consequence, without the trade-off. And that was really the impetus for all of what has come since. Wow. Just to touch on kind of this too, like that's how we got into the, the sustainable business. But I think being raised on Norfolk Island, where in the South Pacific, so it's very remote. You have to be very self-reliant on the land because you don't get a lot of imports in. It's a very closed system. So the garbage you produce stays on the island it used to and it's now getting shipped off for recycling but you see your imprint all the time like it's right in front of your face so from a very young age it's also a beautiful place just that deep appreciation for nature for it's like bringing peace into your body for it's like it's inspirational beauty for all of the fruits it can give you sustenance all of those things from birth were intrinsic to my happiness. So I'd always felt a part of that and wanted to look after it and help other people acknowledge that connection and that want to preserve and steward and look after. So that was really like the values were already there. Jesse's telling the story how it kind of moved into a business to try to amplify that. And Jesse, he was raised in Canada, in British Columbia, which is like an absolutely stunning part of the world so much nature and forest. And I think everyone has a connection to nature in some way. And you know what I'm speaking about when I, when you talk about places. When you rediscover, a lot of us grow up and, you know, we might have a forest in our backyard or we might, you know, be able to go to the ocean every other day. But it's sometimes when, when you see things like that, when you get exposed to all of this pollution and you're like, hang on, you know, that's not in my backyard, but how do we make sure that that doesn't become our backyard? So I just love how that connects with that. Like Canada is still high on our list to actually go and visit. So hopefully we can see some of the beautiful places there in the future as well. But you guys are like the founders of an amazing brand that I absolutely love. Kushu, can you tell us more about what does the name mean? Because I know it's got a really epic meaning behind it as well. And like kind of what is it? Kushu, I'll jump on that one. So Kushu, the, the actual word Kushu, apart from being our company name, is, is a real world word. And it comes from the Norfolk Island language here in the South Pacific, which is traditionally, I'm in ninth generation descendant from the mutiny of the bounty and the language of the settlers here were originally from Tahitian and old English so that's the language and the word kushu is used it's in our like in our greeting so if someone's how are you doing you'd say what way are you and if if all is well you're feeling content your answer is kushu I'm kushu I'm well so it just was such a, it's such a beautiful, simple word, easy to say for most. And just, it's like integral to the philosophy of, of, of our whole business from like choosing to put our money and our investment in organic crops to choosing to pay fair trade, to choosing ethical partners to manufacture with, to Every single part of our supply chain from the very beginning, we always knew it had to be cushy. It had to feel good and it had to be a win-win-win for every stakeholder. So it's a wonderful keystone for us just to always centralize around that. So that's the meaning. And then what we actually, what does Kushu do as a business? <laughs> we, um, we've done many different things. We're all about ethical manufacturing. 
manufacturing. So we really just wanted to create a business that would create positive impact in the world. And one area where we could really see, you know, just so much damage is mass consumption, consumerism, but done not consciously. So we wanted to create products that primarily are 100% plant-based and renewably plant-based. So that's organic or fairly forested plant-based as opposed to traditional conventional cottons or linen or other fibers or polyester, which is completely completely petroleum-based. So we want to make sure we're not spraying crops, causing harm to farmers. So the product line has evolved a lot. Our background, we're both yoga teachers by trade as well along this journey. At the time, when I over a decade ago, there was a lot of like Lululemon, so typical um, what they could like performance wear for some reason happens to your petroleum. Like it's oh, all yeah. polyester based and it's just not in alignment with the yogic philosophy where you want everything to be in harmony. So we started, I was looking at that and then I started just doing very, very simple um, line, which included a couple of different headband styles, our original flat hair ties, some shawls. And then since then, then we've done kids pants, we've done all sorts of really ethical multifunction pieces to live a sustainable lifestyle. Right now, we're really focusing in on our hair accessories line because it is the first ever in the world to be plastic free and zero waste collection of hair accessories. So we're, it's a very small product, but so many people use them. So it does have a massive impact. So that's where we're really focusing right now. <laughs> it will always evolve to where there's a That's amazing. Yeah, because even for crazy birds, if you just think back, like, you know, ever since you started using hair ties, every single hair tie that you've ever had that was a petroleum-based hair tie still exists, whether it's on a landfill, whether it's somewhere, you know, in the environment, it all is there. And that's like, you know, so shocking. Like I always try to like pick up all these hair ties because you do find them just everywhere. Randomly, there's a hair tie. So yeah, why not just make it a more sustainable one? It's funny. Hair ties have almost been given that societal pass the way that cigarette butts did for a long time, that you could almost see them littered, but they didn't get termed as litter because you do. You see them everywhere. Like once you start watching for hair ties and you're walking down the street, you are going to see them everywhere. And those inevitably end up washing into storm drains and out into, you know, seawater or wastewater or into our local water reservoirs. And as soon as you start looking for it, it's kind of all around you. Yeah, no, definitely. So, I mean, your products are obviously you've you've mentioned, you know, it's a zero waste product. So it's plastic free. It's also organic, which you kind of touched on. And it is like a biodegradable product, like kind of why would you say that was like super, super important for you to like tick all of those boxes? I'm a bit of a perfectionist by birth. (laughs) It's a blessing and a curse. But it's like, if you're going to make something and you want to make a lot of something, I can't live with the consciousness that it's not the absolute best thing that can be produced. And that's definitely not a very, um, what's the word, capitalist way of doing business because it becomes very expensive and it's hard to do and you don't cut corners and it's, but it's the whole reason we're doing business. So that's why I always love opening it up to the community because we're learning the whole time. You know, if there's like a new, we're really fortunate that we've, I think every angle we can look at from dye to packaging to like every part of our supply chain, we always look for the most zero waste plant-based biodegradable options But I'm also really like, I love learning from people. Like if there's a new innovation or something we haven't thought of, like just, it's all about trying to do the best we can. So that's, that's why it's certified, you know, fair trade labor, fair trade cotton, organic cotton, all those parts are just so important because the end customers so much of the time, you know, you just go into a beautifully clean shop, everything's displayed lovely. And you just, it's really just, you look like what attracts you, what's the prettiest thing on the shelf. And you really don't understand at all what it takes to make a product. And there are just so many inputs and so many lives touched Mm -hmm. and so many resources taken out of the earth. And ultimately, which makes me totally cringe, especially in accessories, sometimes people will wear it once or twice and lose it. And that turns straight to trash. You're just buying trash. And it, like that really gets to me. 
So just trying to do the best, you know, in all those okay, I, everywhere we can. That's a good example of that is like with hair ties. It's not a coincidence that hair ties snap easily. I, I really, I mean, that is a design trait of the product because the intention is for that product to be disposable, to move through them quickly. That's why you can buy a hundred hair ties at a time. It's meant to be a, a disposable product. So for us, every time in development, we will take our products and we'll take all the nearest competitors and we'll go and get them laboratory tested wow. for strength. Yeah. And like a bare minimum for us, ours have at least two times stronger. Because again, it, even though it's a small product like a hair tie, there's no reason that it needs to be disposable. You, you should be able to wash and care for your hair tie the same way you would a favorite t-shirt. And then that product will last. I mean, if you go to our reviews, there's so many people that are like, <laughs> I have used one of your hair ties for four years. And it's like, <laughs> you know, that's, that's amazing. It might not look the way it originally yeah. looked, but you know, that to us is a compliment. That's me. Like, I mean, I first discovered your products in 2018 when I went to New York and I visited the package free store. I bought a packet. So this was back in 2018 and I'm literally still using them. Obviously, I need to do an extra little, you know, tie, but it's still going like there's nothing. There's absolutely yeah. nothing wrong with it where as some of the previous hair ties that I've had, you know, they kind of stretch out to a point where you think you can do one more wear in it. And as you going and trying to tie your hair, it just snaps. And then, yeah, that's like a bit of a hazard, <laughs> but like I've been using yours for pretty much since then. And it's still, it's still going and I'm still getting use out of it and I still love it. <laughs> Yay. That's so great to hear. I love it. Yeah. It's, they're made to last. It's true. It's that wonderful uh, Vivian Westwood. No. Yep. Vivian yeah, yeah. Westwood. Yeah. Her quote, choose well, does it take care of it? <laughs> choose well, make it last. No, take care of it. Make it last. Like it's, it's, it's just so important. Yeah. Like from the very beginning, just to like choose the right product, make it live as long as it can, and then just take care of it. It's exactly. as long as you don't lose it. That's the one thing. <laughs> very easy to lose. Oh, I love but that. designed to fit on your wrist. So really tried to help them not be so losable. Oh, wow. That's, that's great. Yeah. I never really thought about that because I do sometimes wear it on my, <laughs> on my wrist. If I'm like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to have my hair tied up, but maybe later. And then you kind of have it. So yeah, yeah. that's, that's great. And I mean, your product is really amazing because there's, like you said, there's so much that goes into that. But for some of our crazy birds, that doesn't really kind of fully understand what it does mean to be like a fair rubber because that's what you use in your product. Like, can you tell us or explain a bit more about that? There's two types of rubber today. Uh, traditionally, the only type of rubber was a natural rubber that came from a tree, a rubber tree that was is, is taken out of the tree like a sap. So a lot like maple syrup is drawn from a tree. So one tree can produce rubber for uh, about 20 years. Oh. Um, the traditional user of rubber is the car tire industry. So by far, most of the plantations on earth are, are for car tires. But of course, with uh, petroleum products and the advent of plastics since the 70s, now there's a synthetic rubber, which is made from a petroleum based. It's cheaper than traditional rubber. And so therefore, it's a lot more ubiquitous, especially hair accessories, because traditionally cheap as cheap as cheap can be. It was the goal of, of the product. We wanted to honor natural rubber. We thought that it's an incredible natural product. And we wanted to make sure that when we're doing that, as touched on at the beginning, that, you know, especially in Southeast Asia, but elsewhere too, rubber for car tires is, is a culprit of deforestation because they need it in massive quantities. We didn't want to be participating in that, even though we're a minuscule part of the, the rubber industry compared to car tires. And so we searched the world and we were incredibly fortunate to find the Fair Rubber Association, led by uh, some really amazing people, they have gone out and sought out uh, traditional rubber farms. So there's no new planting, no new crops are being taken away. And they pay these the, the people their fair labor, fair wages. Generally, they'll also offer free health care. And they'll not only do that, but our, our main rubber plantation in southern India also uh, then provides free health care to their entire community. So okay. it's a way of uh, supporting small farmers. Um, it also keeps our footprint small. So that is just not too far from where our organic cotton is grown. It's also where we cut and sew using a fair trade uh, social good facility. 
Um, and so it allows the fair rubber to be done in a fair way. It's also the, the plantation is certified by the um, Forest Stewardship Council, which is basically the sustainability certification body for forests. So we know that every element of our ingredients, all the rubber is done fairly. Everybody's being paid fairly and being taken care of. And likewise on the organic cotton. And that's not just the people picking, but also the planet and the implications on that side. So no deforestation, no crop sprays or anything like that. One reason why we use plant-based materials, plant-based materials can go full circle naturally, but especially if they're organic, so they're pesticide-free, so that you're not spraying, you're not ruining your soil, you're not ruining the health of, of your farmers and degrading the actual land. Mm-hmm. So we use certified cotton, which is actually a super sustainable crop, more sustainable than a bamboo, than most textiles. So it's, it's a fabulous crop to be investing in. And then with the, the rubber, also plant-based. So if you're taking care of your beautiful first ingredient, that ingredient, no matter what, your first decision has been the best decision you can make. So you know that that material is going to go back into the earth in a harmonious way. So you just got to start with really good quality ingredients and you know you're, gonna, you're not going to cause too much harm from there. Where if you're literally having to have an oil rig pumping out your oil to make your spandex or your polyester, that hair tie will never be able to go turn back into oil and go back into the earth. Mm. It's done. It's now sitting on the earth as trash. So it's just, it's very subtle, but very big. Yeah. If you understand <laughs> your ingredients, you choose your products. So read your tags all the time. Exactly. Just like when you're reading your nutrition on the food, it's the same thing. You've got to read the ingredient deck. Yeah. When you're talking about the tag, you know, there's, when we look at a price tag, if I'm not really paying a lot for that product, if I get, you know, hair ties, a hundred hair ties for $1, I might not be paying the full price that that is actually costing because, you know, people's not paying, being paid fair wages. So they picking up my tab They, you know, the environment's picking up my tab because, you know, there's so much pollution that's, that's caused just by creating that. So if I'm paying less for this hair ties than I am for a cup of coffee, a lot of people sometimes have that same like disposable thinking, you know, cause, oh, you know, it's so cheap. I don't care if it breaks or if it throws, if I throw it away. So I think, you know, once people get or they they start realizing about this full circle and that, you know, they might not need a hundred hair ties to last them four years. They might only need one packet and you justify things with that. Oh, absolutely. And and I mean, that's just the value to the end consumer, let alone all the people that you have uplifted by making that decision. So I mean, we we recently wrote a blog about this, how basically every hair tie out there that kind of came before us in 2010, like nobody's really ever paid a fair price for their hair ties because invariably decisions, corners are being cut to drive that product for a certain price. You know, we understand very well the true cost of a hair tie. And by true cost, it's like, if you're going to be accountable to the planet in every decision, right down to paper packing tape for your boxes um, and making sure that no plastic is used when you're shipping around the world. And to the people behind it, you know, there's a lot of stakeholders, like a hair tie is a tiny product and and a relatively simple product, but the amount of hands that are involved in bringing that product to market from the growers in the cotton fields, to the people at the rubber plantations, to the people in the dye houses working with dyes in this case that are Oecotex and uh, God certified low impact dyes to the makers that are producing this to the people that are making the packaging to the people that are shipping it by freight. And then the ones that are using it in the warehouse as well. Like there are so many hands that go into wow. a product as tiny as a hair tie. Yeah. And by, by paying, you know, supporting small businesses that are, that are really trying to do the right thing. You're supporting, not just those business whole people, economy, but you're supporting a whole ecosystem. And, and you're really, you know, you're creating more opportunities there too. Which, and supporting other great businesses. People doing the right thing. So the whole energy, it's funny. I don't mean to sound too hippie, but the energy (laughs) that you get with like a cushy product or really conscious product, that whole product is covered in good juju. It is just, it's great. And and when I 
when I'm hearing you talk about like getting like a hundred pack, another wonderful thing about a movement of conscious consumerism about really taking care and choosing well your goods. Not sure if anyone follows Marie Kondo, the art of tidying, but your house can become simpler. So instead of having lots of things, mm. you just have beautiful quality things that could spark joy for you. So you just end up with just like a landfill when there's all this garbage, you can choose not to consume so much stuff. And your life, we all appreciate space. Exactly. <laughs> so it's, it's a wonderful thing to start to harness, you yeah. know, like, yeah, be very aware of what you, what enters your home. It's a fun conscious practice. Yeah. And I mean, there's so many times that I've already spoken about that, you know, that, you know, if like, if I have to purchase something, I would kind of take a step back. I make this whole like list. Okay, I would really like to buy, for example, a hair tie. And then I would kind of park it there. And if in 30 days I still feel, okay, you know, I really need to buy this, then I would go because I think a lot of the times we get these impulse buys and then, you know, halfway through the months, we're like, ooh, I actually didn't re really need that. But now it's here, it's filling up my house. And you just feel like, cluttered like everything's so full so definitely kind of you know have a think about what is it that you actually bring into your house and I mean your hair ties are just like beautiful I've got two like here on the headband <laughs> but like the colors are really amazing and I've spoken to so many people previously about the fashion and colors and so many rivers like in India and where all of these like main uh, fast fashion brands are located, they can actually can see what is going to be the next yeah. trendy color just by looking at the river because there's so much pollution with that. So you guys use like a non-toxic process. Can you tell us a little bit more about how you get those beautiful colors? There's kind of two parts to that answer. I'll, I'll answer kind of the supplier end and then Rachel. Maybe I'll start with where, how we choose color. All right, this, and then you can talk about how we make All right, color. That sounds fair. One of the like design wise, I love color. Color is beautiful. Color <laughs> brings, you know, so much emotion and expression with it. So I love following, um, I follow a primary, like lots of different kind of like trend things. But the one I really love following for color is Pantone, which is kind of the world standard for color. And it's, they've got a system all the way through to dye house. So like there's a standard. So when you choose a color, they can follow it. Like there's an actual code they have to follow all the way through to keep everything standard. So talking about different like subscriptions or things I follow, Pantone is definitely one. This magazine is awesome. It comes out like, twice a year, Pantone Color View. And, and they're super sustainable in their thinking. So this is just an awesome magazine to just know what's happening sustainability-wise, color, design, fashion. So that's kind of where color, for me, I start to play with. And then I'm also trying to find colors that are unique to season, but also are staples so that you're not feeling like you need to flip it out. Mm -hmm. So that they actually like your core color in your wardrobe that you can just keep reworking in different ways. So that's, that's kind of... Well, yeah, for every hair color, but also just for every kind of season of what you're wearing, which is kind of fun. And then going into the actual process of dyeing, that's where we use low impact dyes. The actual certification is called Oweco Tech, but Jesse is our head of operations. So he actually works with the dye house more. So I will pass it to him. I think the key with, with dye from everything that we've been able to glean is the importance of a certifying body. A certifying body effectively guarantees that the facility is being audited and is being kept to the standards that are promised. And so in this case, the dye houses that we use are, are generally certified by at least a couple of organizations. The two most notable are, are GOTS, which is Global Organic Textile Standard, and OECO Tex. They're two of the highest dye standards. And basically, at, you know, at the simplest form, it means that any water leaving that facility has to be drinking grade. And so in a lot of communities, what you'll find is the water coming out of a facility like this is cleaner than when it came in. Um, and so for us, that's that's kind of the standard that we demand and that we need to make sure. And of course, it's critical that all of the dyes, there's no harmful compounds. That's the, the non-toxic element. And again, these certifying bodies make sure that that's the case, not just for our end consumers when they're touching the product, but also for the workers who are yeah. having to handle those dyes every single day. 
So yeah, dye is, is a, you're right. It's such a critical, critical point. And one that is easy to, to not really think about when you see yeah. it sitting in your beautiful general store waiting for you in a vibrant color. Exactly. Oh, wow. No, that that's really amazing. And like kind of what you mentioned about the, the GOT certified. And I mean, you guys have a whole list on your website, which I'll link up as well to everything that your products is actually kind of, you know, certified with. But what I love about you guys is also that you have like a license for certain items, but then you also have, you use suppliers to make sure you kind of tick all of those boxes. Like, can you tell us a little bit more about like the certification? Why did you guys not decide to like get certified for every single thing? That's a good one. So every certifying body, they charge an annual fee and then they charge basically a percentage of your sales, which is very fair. I think as a small business, these fees definitely add up and and we're still in that very, you know, that small business category. And so for each certifying body, you're you're talking about anywhere from one to $5,000 a year. For us, we have chosen to directly certify for our fair trade organic cotton and for our um, fair rubber association rubber. We do demand that every partner we work with has and it's not so much that we demand that we find facilities that are already mm. certified by all of the other organizations so that even if we don't yet have the budget for for those certifications we still will provide our customers with those cert- certificates just stating our supplier's name instead of having our name uh, top of the ticket so yeah it's still the same supplier's name it's just a small business is all about cash flow. And so for us, it's just a cash flow thing. You know, I think that we certainly um, try to support everyone of the certifying bodies that we we do talk about and, and we promote it to all of our customers so that everybody out there is is asking for more and more products from those same bodies. Awesome. Well, that's great. And yeah, I'm definitely going to link all of those certifications and everything in the show notes. Crazy Birds, you can go and have a look there. A lot of our crazy birds actually know you guys from this is the hair tie, which is probably your most famous product that you've got. But like, what other products do you also have? So we've got the awesome twist headband that you're wearing beautifully. It looks so great on you. Nice style. So that, that we, we actually just updated our packaging in the last year on this guy. So you might be able to find it in your like eco stores or any green grocer, anything like that. So this is an awesome product. It's an organic twist headband. And um, it's, it's, an, it's, it's designed as a multi-use product. So it can be worn as a bandana, as a, as a headscarf, as a narrow one for like sports. It's a really, really handy product. It's a great one. I love, I love traveling and doing yoga in, in my headband the most. I do try to make, if, if it is possible, all the products as unisex as possible. The headbands have been a huge seller for guys for a really, really long time as well. And then our wonderful, our original hair tie, the flat Kushu plastic-free um, organic cotton hair tie. This has been a staple for us for over a decade. First plastic-free hair tie ever in the world. It's still a wonderful hero product for us. And then out of like amazing demand, we've been asked these countries for ages. These were released a couple of years ago now. So they've got our wonderful flat headband hair tie on the inside. So you've got that wonderful stretch and then just a lovely, super, super soft organic cotton outer. So these are great, a little bit more fashion forward per se, really soft in your hair. And if you want some like added volume, they make like great big buns and things like that. Oh, so wow. that's lots of fun. And then um, we also have a brand new product line that's going to be launched for Earth Day in two weeks, which we're so pumped about. It will probably already be out by the time you're here. It will be. Earth Day is probably passed. So Earth Day is on the 22nd, correct? Of April. April. This new product line, we're calling it the Rounds. So it is a hair tie, but it is really, we really were looking at the conventional hair tie from yesteryear. Everyone's seen and used before and it's a classic round construction so it's the round construction but it is made the cushy way so we've got our organic cotton outer super soft and the inside is natural rubber our natural rubber super resilient and super stretchy and this one is more than two times stronger than the regular hair tie in the market which is great to add to that we're really 
excited because we also introduced these cute little mini ones. So we're calling these oh, the round minis. I love that. They're tiny, tiny. And actually, I've got one in my hair right now. Just popping my little bun up. These are great. So these are like really subtle. So you can use them in like for braids or just like if you're wanting to do your hair and have a really subtle, like not actually see your product as much. Or they're fabulous for fine hair or even kids' hair. So these are going to be really, really fun. Um, We've been doing piles of great photo shoots with them all on models, on kids, on all sorts every day. And um, you're going to love the photography. It's been, it's going to be a great, great launch. Oh my gosh. So I'm very excited. Four different colorways. Yeah, they're beautiful. I think they'll probably be another like staple for any eco that sounds amazing. And I'm I'm really excited about the smaller ones because um, what I've been doing is those really like kind of rubbery, like, I don't know, plasticky, very small. They almost look like the elastics that you would put in your like, gosh, I can't remember the English yeah. words <laughs> if you've got like braids. So what I sometimes use is whenever I want to like change some of my outfits, I would take one of those little elastics and like either put a pearl inside and then it's got all these little different shapes and designs so you can fashion up great without idea. changing. Awesome. <laughs> so I'll try That's it great. You'll have to take a picture. We've talked a little bit about the lifespan of your products, but like, is there any like guarantees or like stuff that, you know, if someone uses it for a few times and it's like, oh, it's stretched out, I... Don't know how often that happens, but like, yeah, what is the lifespan? And so it, lifespan itself is a tough one to answer because everybody just treats their products so differently. That's what we found. And, and also, you know, different, different levels of oil in hair. Um, some people are avid daily ocean swimmers. So the speed to which a product will break down will really differ. What's important is, you know, these are made entirely from plant-based materials. So they are by nature built to break down from day one, which is a great thing. That doesn't mean they can't last for years as your testament to, but eventually when they're at the end of their life, they will break down. So that's something to be really celebrated. When it comes to the guarantee side, we have a happy hair guarantee. We're really proud to stand behind the products. We, you know, we invest so much in quality and we want people to love them. So there's a guarantee in place. We will generally honor that guarantee as long as the customer expects their hair tie to work. And we find people have been incredibly honorable of that. You know, if a product every now and then it, with any product, there might be a product that didn't, that might've been missown or something that makes it through. We'll always replace that. You know, we're in this to, to help other people feel cushy. Um, and, and so that's what we're really about with our guarantee. Oh, yeah, definitely. We And it's great because we hear from our customers what's working or help recommend maybe something, a different product, or it's it's always helpful having that. And it is like, because she's about feeling good. So that's why that happy hair guarantees there. We've had customers use products for years at a time. And then we also are very clear with, so you can expect to use it for a year, definitely, for sure, easily. And then it's just important with the care. We have the care on every product page. So really it's just for the hair tie, it's small. So I always put mine in a laundry bag so they don't get lost in my washing machine. So I put them in a laundry bag, just wash them normal cold load, and then just either lay them flat to dry or just peg them on the line. Super easy. Yeah, we definitely stand behind the products. So stay in touch if you have any queries. I love that. And like where, where can our crazy birds actually find your products? We're fortunate to have amazing partners all around the world. We warehouse products in Australia, in Canada, in the USA, in the UK, and in the EU. Uh, And so we're able to ship locally to all of those places. Here in Aussie, we have some incredible partners. Top of mind, Biome uh, is, is a phenomenal partner. Flora and Fauna, Nourish Life. We have so many wonderful small independent stores across the country. Also, uh, our website, though, our new website ships directly to each country, which is yep, great. Yep. So originally it was all shipping out of North America, but our new site was launched at the end of last year. So just like four months ago. And now we finally have different <laughs> a website shopping for each country. So if you just select the country you're, you're shopping from, you'll get it shipped directly from that distribution center mm-hmm. to your home. I love uh, just that. Just www.com. 
We'll definitely link that up. And I mean, your whole shipment is like plastic free. Um, like even the bag is like a very like worm bag that you <laughs> feed to the compost bin. So yeah, it's really well thought out. And I think, you know, I wish there was more companies that looked at it, like took a step back and look at the entire thing, because sometimes we we get so stuck on like one aspect of the product, the shipment gets neglected. And so that's why, yeah, I just want to say thank you for you guys for like, you know, really, really looking at that entire loop. Thank you. Thank you for noticing. Um, I really appreciate that. It's nice to be seen. (laughs) One tip I'd say on that is we love it when customers email us or write to us and, and like demand accountability on something. I think that that is a very real way of changing things with, with products that you love. You know, if there's a company that you've supported forever, don't write to them and say, like, what is your dye policy? You know, Mm -hmm. any company that is proud of the way they're making their products will will stand up and be so happy to tell you that story. And and sometimes, too, those those customers end up pointing out things that even, you know, a company like us, we have missed. You know, a lot of our improvements over the years have come at the bequest of of customers. So uh, you really do have real power as a customer. I think that's something that that can't be overstated. If you demand, if you write to your companies and ask them for accountability, then they should be able to proudly give that to you. And if they don't, then perhaps it is worth looking at other options. I was going to say the word demand, like write a kind email. Well, sorry. Yes. <laughs> and someone like Jesse on the other end receiving it. <laughs> so I don't think you want to come off hostile. No. Right, honey? <laughs> this is my list of demands for your like, company. We're all human on the other end of that email. So please be kind. Thank you for clarifying. Well said. They're all humans on the other end. So here are some things that some other companies are doing. Mm -hmm. Wondering if you could incorporate them into your supply chain. Even giving, you know, just like actually real like suggestions, maybe with a link so they know how they can, like don't just demand, give them tools so they can pass it to their higher up that they can actually do something with. Just an angry email never, ever (laughs) helps. Oh, I love that. That's a great, great advice. I, hope- I don't expect crazy birds to do that. <laughs> well, I hope they actually do contact some of the, the suppliers that they would love to see some change in the future. I mean, you guys, even through the products, the packaging, everything, you always try to do your best to be kushu and give that feeling. And one of the things that I've also noticed that you do is that you actually donate a percentage of your profits Can you share more about that? So that's a program we do mostly through product these days. We, it's not something we do maybe as loudly as we should, but we we're kind of constantly donating to organizations, to different world events. You know, it's something that I think we do as much, well, probably truthfully more for ourselves than, than to broadcast to customers. We started Kushu because we felt that a business would give a greater opportunity to, to make a positive impact on the world than we personally could as individuals. And we really take that seriously. So we do use our business to, to support causes that we really believe are important. We donate a lot of product to basically any organization that reaches out and asks, you know, we do what we can. We really want to be a, you know, a good steward and a good community member. I think that's incredibly important, but at the end of the day, it's just something that, you know, it's it's in the founding ethos of the company is, is to try to uplift everybody, not just our suppliers, but our communities. It would be good for us to more of the ones that, because it's always so nice when we do like donate product and we get an email back from them saying, thank you. It was awesome. We're always like, yay. But we never, it's just because we're such a small team. Like we should, it would be lovely to be forwarding that correspondence onto our community too. There's just so much involved in the logistics of a business that it's not part of our business that we've really made given someone, Jesse does all of that as well. So he generally, yeah, ship the product out and then it's gone and we're like, they're happy, we're happy. And then, then it's done, but we don't have like a formal area of our business that's just communicating that aspect per se. Oh, I love that. So we are now going to move into our more standard questions. The next question is, what has been one of your most important decisions that you've made around Mama Earth? I would say our 
ingredients for like me personally or as a business? Well, they're, they're the same. Actually, yeah, you, so oh, I like I that. Say, <laughs> now, now that I think about it, um, I would say choosing to make a product out of renewable plant-based materials for a mass market. I would say that would definitely be a huge decision that we made at the beginning of this brand and this business and one I'm so proud of. Mm-hmm. Supporting the farmers, the soil quality itself is getting, you know, better. It's better for water. Organic crops are unbelievable. They're sustainable and they're actually a better textile in the end. You actually get a stronger, longer fiber of cotton and then also using sustainable natural rubber. Those using plant-based materials to me, just they rock. They're wrong. <laughs> They're so great. And in the right way, I couldn't make a better choice than putting products like that out into the world. I, I would definitely share that. I think something that, again, I do a lot of our operations. So I think just um, moving our entire kind of behind mm-hmm. the scenes packaging and shipping to plastic free. That is a really big job. Again, one of those that doesn't really get seen by, mm-hmm. by end customers. But, you know, you moving to plastic-free tapes, taking out any kind of plastic bags, even finding warehouses around the world that we can work with that will will only ship our products onwards plastic-free. So we've had to, you know, be really strong with warehouses that we're not going to cut a corner on this. Like you can't use a plastic bag to ship out this good. We retail with a, a really well-known brand in America called Free People, and they store our goods in their warehouse. And we were able to convince them to make us the first product that they store in their warehouse that's not in a, in a traditional plastic bag. So we, we ship all our products to them using the same bags like you're used to, or the, the you know, 100% recycled craft paper shipping bags, so that when they're sitting in their warehouse, they're still protected from dust and the elements, which is the principal idea behind those shipping bags. But it's not plastic. It's a product that you can compost. And, and all of that, again, nothing of it is seen by the customer, but again, just from our imprint, even as a small business, I mean, we're shipping tens of thousands of products around the world regularly. And it, like, it just adds up. Even a small business, if you can think of like a big business that you know, and every single garment is in a plastic bag, like it's mind boggling how much plastic is used just to get products from A to B. It's not even the product. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's crazy. Oh, well, thank you so much for that. So we are now going to move into our final five. First one is what is one social media account or publication that you follow? I love, love, love Peppermint Magazine. Local Australian business based out of Brisbane. Fantastic, sustainable eco solutions for everything in life. Just embodies so much of what we're about. And what is your hope for Mama Earth going forward? My hope is that individuals cultivate that connection to earth. So the beautiful peace you can get from sitting at the beach or going for a walk or the beauty you experience from watching a sunset or sunrise, appreciating that. And then with that connection and wanting to foster that beautiful health of mother earth, look at ways that you can make more conscious decisions. So an easy way we talked about today is in consumerism so reading the ingredient deck on your products, looking a little bit deeper for a product that may, your money is your, your vote. So just want a beautiful Mother Earth, just send love with every purchase you make. I love that. So what advice can you give our crazy birds then to help out Mama Earth? You're not too small to make a difference. I think that's really important. Just like a hair tie is not too small to make a difference by changing your habits, even if it's just a little bit, like making a simple sustainable swap from a plastic-based hair tie to a, to a plant-based hair tie, it creates a cascade of events. It's the old butterfly effect. You start talking about this in your life, your family and friends take notice, you start to make other decisions. All of that has really real reverberations, much further than you probably even realize, as we touched on earlier. One little one too that is like super little that affects like a lot of people on Norfolk, our recycling is really important on Norfolk Island where we are. And one thing that we, on our beach cleanups that we notice a lot is the plastic little, um, like it's like a circle that goes in the top of like glass bottles. Like you've got your metal lid and there's a little plastic insert. And a lot of the time in recycling, people forget to take that out. So it end, they end up in the waterways and in the ocean. 
So be mindful with your recycling practice. I think that's a really handy way to, you know, you think you're doing your trash properly, but really do your recycling properly because that can make a big difference in a lifetime. Exactly. And I mean, the recycling varies so much from place to place. So I would highly recommend go and visit your recycling facility and find out what is it that you need to do. (laughs) And what is one sustainability fact that you guys like to use in a room with people not yet on a sustainable journey? I think the 500 year that it takes 500 years for like polyester to break down like plastic. So you can use that for anything from our hair ties, like a traditional hair tie, plastic based hair tie takes 500 years to break down. A kushu hair tie could take anywhere from a couple months to like under 10 years if you put it in a composting environment. So people don't get that we die, we go back into the earth 100%, but all the stuff we bought in our lifetime is going to last for 500 years wow. or more. So it's yeah. like, that, I don't think people get that. You know, you think that you go and everything goes, but no, your trash stays. <laughs> oh, I love that. Uh, yeah, so true. So true. <laughs> and where can people actually find Kushu and you guys? The easiest place is kushu.com. That's K-O-O-S-H-O-O.com. And we have wonderful partners around the world. So you can also just Google Kushu and you might be able to find a a location near you, but we're there as well for you on our website. Oh, awesome. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for being amazing guest on the podcast. Oh, our pleasure. Thank you. And thank you, Crazy Birds. And thanks for, yeah, for the space you create, Mariska. It's it's really inspiring. Um, We love listening. Thank you so much. And that's a wrap. Huge thank you for our amazing guests for being on the podcast and for sharing their journey with us. You can find the show notes of this episode on the mamaearthtalk.com's website. The biggest thank you goes out to all of you crazy birds for listening to the podcast. If you have not already listened to all of the episodes, You can go back to a few of them. You will absolutely love them. I really enjoyed recording every single one of them. And I really hope that you enjoy listening to them. There's over a hundred episodes. So if you feel a little bit lost on which one to listen to next, maybe select one of the episodes with guests that you might want to know more of and start from there. If you enjoy the episodes, why not tell a friend about the podcast and maybe share an episode with them? Let them know that we are here and we are waiting for them with open arms and they are all very welcome to join the crazy birds globally. If you have a question for me, please send them over. The best way to get in contact with me would probably be a DM on Instagram. You can either send it to my personal which is at Zero Waste Mariska, or the podcast, which is at Mama Earth Talk, or send me an email at hello at mamaearthtalk.com. If there's a particular guest or topic that you would like to hear on the podcast, let me know. I love to hear from all you crazy birds. New episodes are uploaded every second Monday, so make sure to subscribe that you do not miss a thing. Mama Earth has a voice, and it's us crazy birds.